Hello and welcome to the England B-Team podcast, a football podcast brought to you by an Englishman who wasn't good enough to make it as a professional footballer and an Irishman who wasn't good enough to play it for England. There we go. My name's Joe and this is my co-host Gareth and we're back once again after a very short summer break and we're here to talk about all things football. How was your summer break? Very nice. Where of have course. you been? You've been everywhere, haven't you? Yeah, so we spent a lot of time in Spain. Yeah. Um, Any football on the season? No, it was, yeah, it was yeah. the off season. That sounds quite American. That does. It was pre season, let's yeah. say. Um, so, no, but I was, of course, um, following yeah, the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, the all transfers. those sort of things. Transfers. Let's not uh, talk about transfers. Yeah, we're not. We need to do an that. episode actually one day on Chelsea's transfers. Well, that's why the transfer window closes because they got 47 was... more players to sign before, the, before tomorrow. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, but no, it's good to be back. Um, of course, we kept the videos flowing, the clips flowing. The and how professional that we uh, pre-recorded some episodes course, as well. Of course, We treat so, you guys very well here in this course. podcast. So yeah, it was a summer break <laughs> for us, but the videos were still coming. Yeah. But yeah, how, about, how are you? I didn't really have a break, to be honest. I sort of hung about. <laughs> I went to Ireland for a little while, went home, didn't get any football in. No. I would like to. I'm going back home again in a few weeks. I'm going to get some Irish League football in, I think. Very get nice. I say Irish League, I mean the Northern League. But uh, yeah, I'd love to get a bit of that in. Yeah, and then obviously season's back now, so I've been back into it, watching football, yes, going to a couple of games. That nice. I was going mental without having football. Honestly, I yeah, lose my I mind. I mean, of course, like there was still lots of football. Of course, we had the Women's World Cup. We Which had. Was um, Although it broke my friendlies, heart. yeah. I mean, I was watching that, actually the final in Spain. With oh the, yeah, with so, a Spanish family, which was. Uh, so they were delighted. I'm yeah, very happy. Yeah. And of course, I I'm happy when Spain win, but when it's at the expense of England, oh man, it still hurts as much when it's the women's team. Um, it still hurts just as much. When are England never just going to do it? <laughs> man, it hurt me more because I actually thought, no, these girls have definitely got it. They're good. Yeah. And then yeah, so next another year. heartbreak, another summer, another England heartbreak. There we go. Standard by now, but yeah. but we're back. We're, we're back. back. We're happy here to be back. We've got a great podcast today as well. What are we doing today then, Gareth? Well, yeah, I suppose this is one that's been in the pipeline for a while now. Yeah. I wanted to do this for a while especially, because I think it was something we'd both be good at. Yeah. But I think I wanted to save it until we got a bit of, bit of experience as podcasters. Of course. And now they're obviously very professional. Yeah, now we're so pro. Slick and smooth, yeah, we're ready to do this. So, I've entitled today's episode, I had this in my head a while, I just wanted to do a Bayer Leverkusen and Love Letter. I like it, yeah. So, it's a football club that we're both quite relatively new to since we've lived in Germany of course yeah for sure um, we've both I think it's fair to say fell in love with them yeah I mean like, I think you're pro- you're officially a fan I'd say well we talked about this you haven't cried over them yet so yeah uh, true. when so, you get I mean, a tear in first yeah. episode but when you get a tear in you'll be back I'm more like I would say, I would say my favourite club in Germany easily there you are like, that's, all, that's all we're looking for but like I wouldn't say I'm at like I mean I'll never be at the Chelsea level because like Chelsea no I wouldn't be either no but um, but they're a very close second like, because no, for yeah, me they're I mean, very I, close I really second. do I really like them and it's great to live in this area and be able to have a yeah, top class team yeah. to and it to is a watch. strange team there's a strange in the good sense of the word but the connection with the club, the fans, the city, it's yeah. all quite unique. It's not quite what you think it's going to be when you come to Germany. You hear about Bayer Leverkusen and then we see like Champions League football, yeah. great players. That's the thing, like that's why... There's something off about, not off about, a bit different. I think I was going to talk about this a bit later, but why we're on the topic now actually. So Let's go. when you're in, when I was in England, watching European football, mm-hmm. watching Champions League, Chelsea following them, always assumed that Bayer Leverkusen were one of the biggest clubs in Germany because they're always in always European football, too, yeah. always seem pretty well supported and of course they are but the scale of the club compared to um, Bayern Dortmund of course yeah, even, even teams like Schalke yeah, or like Hamburg yeah. 
I don't want to say smaller, but they're nowhere near like the. I'd say in terms of overall support, yeah, definitely smaller. Yeah, yeah. so because I always thought of them like, ah, oh, Leverkusen easily one of the top four clubs in Germany. Club, yeah. Like, but um, well, in terms of success, yeah, in the last twenty years they would be, but um, in terms well, of overall support, success. well, nearly success. Yeah, we'll get into that now. <laughs> Which is the reason I support them, to be honest. Main reason, but yeah, yeah, it's a strange How club did it in that start, sense then, for you with Leverkusen. <sighs> Okay, I will. Apart gonna, from living here, of well, course. Okay, well, the early days watching them, I was always aware yeah. of them as a kid. I think that 2002 team, Michael Bala. Yeah, I think he watched a bit more European football than I did when I was younger. Well, I'm a little bit older than you. Not yeah. much, okay, before people start getting <laughs> in the comments. This is what a young man looks like in Belfast. But I don't remember of, the Bundesliga being on TV as much But do you remember England. Champions League being on ITV? Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about then. That kind of. Because they played a lot of English teams around that time. I was about 10, 11. Yeah. So they would have played, you know, they played United and Liverpool and Blackburn, mm-hmm. and then later on they played Chelsea. Yeah, I remember that one of the Chelsea games against Chelsea, um, like at the Bay Arena, Dirty Oak. Do you remember him? Oh, he yeah. Swiss striker yeah. for the last yeah. minute header against year? Chelsea. Was that not the year Chelsea won it, though? It could have been. I can't remember. It was around that time. It was like between 2008, 2012. Yeah, I feel but like yeah, that's, that's one of my memories. Yeah, that was my introduction to them, I suppose. Yeah. I was aware of them, like a lot of English speakers. I thought that they were Bayern Leverkusen mm, and yeah, not Bayern. I mean, I we, we all made that mistake. Yeah, we that seems to be yeah. a fairly common one. Then when you come here, it's a big di- and a very important difference, of which course. we'll get into maybe at some point because I'll course. try and dispel some of these, not myths, but misconceptions about the club that we had. But um, yeah, I I would have I would have enjoyed them at that time. I like yeah, the football they played. They always had those really great cult players, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, that's also for me, like, um, of course, apart from living in this area, I think I always... I think once I got to like I don't know, 16 I really started to find German football interesting just before yeah. university and then I did my study abroad year in Dortmund which was of course one of my main reasons was to go watch football Yeah, and so around that time I started watching more Bundesliga and there's something about Leverkusen that was just I think it was the players like especially yeah. of course before that they had Balak and then Havertz um, I also remember like Gonzalo Castro Sydney, yeah. Sydney Sam Oh, yeah. Julian Brandt. Um, who was the goalkeeper they had? They had a couple. They had Adler, Rene Adler, Rene yeah. him, and there's a Brazilian as well, Renato Augusto. Renato Augusto. Yeah, yeah. those sort of players are just like don't know, they kind of stuck with me. Um, yeah, there was an attraction to that kind of player. I didn't really think much about it. Then I was like, ah, oh, this is it's a cool team. You don't. Yeah, I probably thought the same about like Dortmund as well, who also have a soft spot for since I lived there. Yeah. But I'd say less intense as I would yeah. for, for Leverkusen. Um, yeah, well, you develop a soft spot and then you use that as a curiosity yeah. to go and find out what and the And especially when you're living abroad. So when I was in England, I'd watch Chelsea as much. I mean, it was on TV all the time, but I'd try to go to Stamford Bridge as much as possible. Yeah. And you kind of miss that when you're not you do. living. And we've sang the praises yeah. many times in this podcast about the uh, the experience of live German yeah. football is something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, I think when we both moved here, we wanted like an adopted... German club that was my first thing I think yeah. when I came here I was like I need to get a team and yep. to be honest again like a lot of things a lot of people come in here obviously we live in Cologne I didn't know that this region was so densely populated there's so many teams around mm-hmm. here you're almost spoiled for choice but when I saw that Bayern Leverkusen were nearby <coughs> I just remember yeah Michael Ballack was there yeah I think a lot of my friends also so surprised at how close Leverkusen yeah. is to Cologne yeah like it's, 15 minutes on the yeah, train it's, it's crazy essentially distance wise not culturally wise distance wise essentially yes. a suburb Yes, culturally wise it's very much so not a <laughs> suburb of Cologne but I think that's where I, I fell in love with them I saw they were close by I was like oh I popped down and go see a game or two got tickets 
and then that was it it was love at first yeah. sight after that I was just sucked into the club I got more and more into it met more fans got more yeah. involved in the culture and yeah one thing led to another and now I consider myself the biggest ultra in the of course <laughs> no but I am a, I'm a pretty hardcore fan like they've become a yeah, pretty big part of my life away days as well I've done a couple of away um, games yeah got my membership and everything fan club membership of course all that kind of stuff so yeah um, um, I should yeah obviously I've said in this podcast before I do work there as well yes but that is a passion job and also so I always have to make clear in this podcast all opinions are our own yes both of us so don't reflect our employers yes. and blah 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 so but we only speak positivity on this podcast we anyway, generally do so. unless it's Mason Mike we're talking about in this hey, case that's, that's, <laughs> look, that's, for the, that's for the Todd Bowley era podcast oh I think. I'm looking forward to that um, so yeah the first bit I want to get yeah well what we're going to cover today I suppose and then we'll we'll get into it is yes. we'll talk a little bit about our experiences with Leverkusen although we've kind of touched on that already yeah. I want to get on to this whole thing of uh, well I've entitled the, the section of this always the bridesmaid never the bride <laughs> The romance of Bayard Everglades, yes. which is really what made me fall in love with them. Yeah, I think it's definitely your expert topic. Oh, I love that kind of stuff. Man. I love football folklore. Uh, and there is some beautiful stories in this. It, it really reads like an epic poem. The very, history looking, of forward forward to it, looking forward to um, it. Talk a bit about the fans, because it's, it is a very unique fan base. It's yeah. so unique. I've never seen, and obviously everyone says that about their team, but I really mean that with Everglades, and I've never seen anything like yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. And then I want to talk a little bit about those technical players, blah, 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 and the, you know, the ones we liked, and then finish up with a quick look ahead to the season coming up, or the one that's just started, I suppose. So we'll go, with from, the, we'll go from the start then. Uh, experience with Leverkusen, I'm more curious to hear yours at the start, because yeah, obviously we've I mean, been to games together, we've yeah, done a lot of so stuff together, but... I was already mentioned about how, why Leverkusen yeah. came to be one of my favourite clubs. Um, I don't know, I think mine's quite short, because I've, I've been to six games now, and... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Champions League game, Champions League games. Yeah, um, Bundesliga games. Monaco game. Or Porto, 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 Porto. Porto. Yeah. Monaco, um, Bundesliga, and of course the friendly against West Ham. Um, oh yeah, great. But it is such a good day out. Like it is. from like um, the quality of football. Like of course you're watching last season, especially some of yeah, the best we players. Yeah, we were spoiled. Like, Derby. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's still Frimpong there, and when Verts came back from injury, like it's really good players keep and some, it on that tradition they will all go on to play for some of the best clubs in Europe not um, before they win some stuff at Leverkusen though fingers crossed yes um, and for me like the atmosphere I think that's one of the things that's very different between English and German football is the atmosphere and Bayer Leverkusen definitely do deliver a good atmosphere like they do. Um, the fans especially in the Nord Curve like it's the fine. like it's, it's so good do you remember the Roma game yeah, like uh, the flares. The like, flares and everything, man. That was like, what? That was one of the most intense atmospheres. Yeah. Also, for one of the worst football matches I've ever seen in yeah, my life. Yeah, that was. I think we'll talk about that game a bit later, but that was very. The semi final, yeah. Oh, Mourinho man. ball. Oh, that broke my heart, that um, game. That but no, broke it my is heart. such an enjoyable experience. And like, I think, like I said, I think it's probably the same for a lot of German clubs, especially towards instead of mm. uh, English football. Um, but Leverkusen is just because uh, it's like I said it's like a small club but then the fans are so passionate like it really does yeah. have like an extra intense. an it's, extra it's, touch to it yeah um, and from my experience from the way the clubs run I have had probably had a bit less fan interaction but the club how the clubs run is very international very much very so open seems, yeah. like um, with, also with respect to its culture though yeah. and its working class roots course, which I like yeah. as well they're very grounded in their German culture but they are very open minded as a club yeah I mean in the sense of like they have like of course the websites in English which is also very useful yeah there's also Spanish as well yeah, yeah that's true um, 
I don't know, like, of course, the social media. A lot of the services in the club are offered in multi-languages, multi yeah. yeah. Of course, so I, I really like that as well. Always um, had a lot of foreign players, which has been great. Yeah. Very international squad, historically. A very international yeah, squad. of course. Throughout the time, so... But I think one of my highlights for me when I ever go to the Bay Arena, especially when, when in the summer, whenever yeah. it's sunny, is the, the beer garden. Like, Man, that I've is so good. I've never seen that in a football I've before. never seen that either before. The beer garden is brilliant. Actually, is, this year, it's now... I don't know if I told you this... I haven't seen it now because I don't go to that part very yeah. often. But in the beer corner, cor the beer corner, beer garden corner, I said yes, that four times. Um, the food there is now all veg veg vegetarian and vegan. I'll get there eventually. Ah, okay. So it's the vegan corner now. Interesting. I don't know if it's uniquely vegetarian and vegan or if they have vegetarian vegan options there. Okay. But they've expanded into that nice. in the food. But yeah, it does. So when well, you get need, into the buy some uh, gluten free food as well, please. I know, yeah, that's not quite as cool yet, so we're not no, quite that's there. That's not very popular in Germany. Uh, but but um, yeah, the beer garden, yeah, like the food, oh. and the food as well. Oh, is yeah. So like, it's just such a good day out. Like, we can't, uh, yeah, sorry, like, the interrupt you, but we cannot leave this podcast without mentioning how good the chips are. Bayard Evergood chips and the crackers. <laughs> oh, Man, they're so, so good. good. No, they have like so the much, spice blend on so them. So much I don't positivity, know what it is. On, positivity on this podcast. And it's well priced as well, the food. I think they had a small rise in prices this year, but like still, like a pint over there is still, what, four euro? 19 yeah, just, I mean, delicious pint of fruit cush yeah, for less than five at Wembley you'd pay eight, 27 eight quid, quid. <laughs> eight quid for like a bottle a Budweiser oh man Budweiser man, that's 10 euro for a bottle of Bud yeah it's, that should be it's illegal. wild um, the beer garden is an excellent shot I didn't even put that in my notes but that is top five yeah. best things by Barry Everglades yeah, the beer garden of the stadium but that's for me <laughs> um, I'm just looking forward to going to more games um, yeah. of course I want to especially this year get man. to know the fans more I'd love to go to some away games um, I haven't experienced that maybe you're going to touch on that in a bit <sighs> the away games um, yeah <laughs> but yeah like, I'm really enjoying word, being able to watch a great club with good fans and also very welcoming and of course like I said the food and drink it just makes a really good day out which I'd rec does. recommend to anyone who's the experience is if great. you're ever going to come over to I think most people they come to watch German football they go to Dortmund they'll Schalke. go to yeah of course yeah. Um, I think even Cologne like a lot of people go there because like I know we can't go into too much into Cologne topic but no. people will go there <laughs> yeah they will but people will go there because like this historically very famous and they're big cities as yeah. well so they've got airports nearby yeah of course um, and I, think sometimes, I think people don't realise that Leverkusen where it actually is and it's so close yeah it's essentially right yeah. bang in the middle between Cologne and Dusseldorf it's so easy to get to yeah. but because we don't see Leverkusen airport yeah. we assume it's a big city it's not it's a very small town of about 160,000 people yeah. so it's not got that immediate pull actually the borrow a phrase from the guy who runs the UK Leverkusen fan club he always said it was the best kept secret in the Bundesliga the best what? The best, uh, best kept, kept secret. secret. Okay, yeah. Which I wholeheartedly agree with because you do see, if you go to like the likes of London Stansted or Dublin Airport on a Saturday morning, you'll see loads of lads going for a German football day. Yeah. Very rarely is it Labour Yeah, that's the thing. So of course, I'd recommend it because I, I enjoy it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But good luck in the season because I think it's going to be a very good season. So I think getting tickets is going to be tricky. Yeah. And big sellouts this year. Um, yeah. Very happy for the locals very, so they can there's experience. A buzz going about this club, man. Hopefully they can experience a good season, for, especially for the diehard fans. Oh. Um. But yeah, but yeah. Anything you want to add? From my experience, nah. Like you, yeah. I've been there, been there, done that. Yeah. Go to the mall. Not you know like, Moving just, on. Yeah, but I do want to get into this now. So I'm assuming you're a bit aware of this as well about the the sort of tradition of Bayard Everkusen. Always the bride to be and never the bride. Course, Essentially, yes. finishing second. Especially, uh, I think now, we talked about our good friend, obviously. That looks like he's dead, <laughs> but he's not. Uh, our Lord and Saviour, Michael Ballack, who oh, has, right. I think on my last count, had 11 cup final or 11 yeah, silver medals. 
Um, I don't think it's any more since, but... And a good few of them are with Leverkusen, so yeah. we have to understand the sort of history. Yeah. One of the Maybe most... he's played some like Masters football after retiring and yeah. lost some, but... Um... I'd say he's got... A, yeah, and number 13 as well. How ironic. Yes. Uh, but a lot of them are with Leverkusen where he had two stints at, and Leverkusen have a bit of a history of finishing second. So one of the most shocking things I learned about Leverkusen, again, you see them on TV all the time. You see them in cup finals. You assume they've won so much. Yeah. They've only won two trophies, two yeah. major trophies in their that's career. Also, that's also saying that... Also and it's 30 years. Me. 30 years since the last one. German Cup in 93 and the UEFA Cup in 88. And that's it. So it's quite... And also, yeah, we're in five years of each other, so... It was a good... Although only one player won both. Do you know who it is? Of course. Rudiger Falvorn. It is Rudiger Falvorn, man. The best stadium tour. Oh, man. His tour was great. It was If really we could good. ever get a guest on this podcast from Leverkusen, I'm getting Falvorn on straight away. Really, I'll pay really for a good. translator. I don't care. Of course. But yeah, so they've only ever won two trophies, 30 years since the last one. Never won the Bundesliga. Finished second five times, most recently 2011. Who was in that team? Mr. Balak himself. Sorry for the audio listeners. I keep pointing to our picture of Mr. And that's Balak. after he came back and had some success with Bayern yeah. and Chelsea and then came back and still... Some success. Like he's still... Yeah. Hitting yeah, still Mr. Uh, Mr. Balak. Oh, we love him. Yeah. So, yeah, they had a lot. One of the big years where that sort of became evident was the 2000 team. That's where it was starting to become. And Christoph Daum was coach. Uh, we'll not talk too much about Christoph yeah, Daum. Think- Go Google Christoph Daum if you're not German <laughs> and see what happened to him it's good reading but we're yeah. not going to go into that kind of topic in this podcast but in the 2000 season uh, they went out of the first round of the cup they were out in the Champions League group stage but they did get down to the last day of the season as top of the league and what happened they drew on the last day uh, yeah no a draw would have got them sorry ah, a draw wow. would have got them the title so a draw was all they needed chances. to tip Bayern Munich to it they lost to a team called Unterhaching, I think you called them. Wow. Um, okay. And who scored an own goal? Michael Ballack. Michael Ballack. Michael Ballack. <laughs> they lost 2-0. Oh, uh, Bayern man. Munich beat Werder Bremen 3-1, who they also beat in the German Cup final, got the double, and that was that. Christoph Damm did such a good job, he went on to get the Germany job, then didn't get the Germany job. Rudy Fowler took over, and that was That's that. Probably another story for people to research. Probably. Yeah, please. Yeah, we're, not, we're definitely not talking about that in this podcast, actually. I shouldn't have made notes about that. <laughs> but anyway, that was the precursor to the big year. The big year, 2002. Big year. Which a lot of people will recognise. You don't think you recognise it, but you will. Now, I'll give you one minute to see if you can do this. We don't. I know we're not officially doing trivia here. Okay. Eight teams in the history of European football have won the treble. So, Champions League, League, and your domestic cup okay. in the same year. Right, Only eight quickly. teams. Go. So, Man City now? Man City. Man United? Yeah, United 99. Real Madrid? Nope, never no, Barcelona, yes. Barcelona, yeah. Uh, Bayern Munich? Bayern Munich got done twice, I think, actually, yeah. Um, so that's four. It's four to go. That's still. four to well, go. Celtic? Celtic, well done. Yeah. Only one to do the quadruple as well. Lisbon um, Lions. Do, 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 do. It's not going to spend too much time on this one. Give you one Ju- quote. Juventus. Italy. Juventus? No, I think it's Milan. Jose. Ah, Inter. So did the travel yeah. Yeah. So two more. Are they from big leagues? They're from the same league. Big and you haven't mentioned this league yet. Uh, Ajax Ajax and PSV PSV there in the go. year that uh, English teams couldn't compete they were banned because of fan trouble ah, okay. so in 2002 Leverkusen came within touching distance of the treble this is heartbreaking so they had the Champions League final the German Cup final and they were in contention for the Bundesliga on the last day of the season all in one week all this happened and they lost all three 
So the Champions League final they lost to Real Madrid with that really famous Zidane Zidane, goal, which that was against us. Yeah, so you know that one. And Leverkusen were the better team in that. Lucio scored a great header. It was a brilliant game. Leverkusen really were the stronger team. Came very close to an equaliser at the end. Didn't quite get there. It's got to be more than just bad luck at some point. It, oh well it's a bit like the England team as well yeah, isn't it you know it's it like gets in your curse. mind and it becomes it, yeah it just it feeds into itself almost yeah. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in many ways I guess of course also um, on that topic for a lot I think five of the Leverkusen players yeah. were part of the the World, team, World Cup the, team yeah. yeah Germany World Cup scored so five weeks after losing three cups they went on to lose another one with Germany <sighs> And Rudy Feller was the coach. <laughs> yeah, and Balak was suspended for the final, I think. Yeah, there was something about that, wasn't there? Yeah, did he get suspended in the final or did he get suspended for the final? I think he was one of the, the two, final, yeah. yeah. But yeah, five Leverkusen players. Bad luck continued. Yeah, but um, Hamelov, Balak, Schneider, Neuville. Although Hans Jörg Butt, one of my favourite players, actually has scored quite a few goals. He's yeah. a goalkeeper, took the penalties. Which is really cool. That's so wherever really he went, cool. he was the penalty I mean, taker. One of, one of the things I remember, I don't, maybe it was when he was playing for Leverkusen, but he scored a penalty. And then didn't get back in going time, and the team scored. Oh, really? From kickoff. Oh, I don't know that one. I, I have to check that it out. Was for Every goes and have a weird thing with penalties as well. A lot of different people take penalties over there last yeah, year. Yeah, Tapsoba. Tapsoba is a great penalty taker, yeah, centre half. Really, yeah, really they had a couple. Yeah, so yeah, they lost another Bundesliga. The most recent one that they stepped away was 2011. That was Balak's team, but they had players like Arturo was, Vidal. Uh, the manager was Jupp Heynckes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he went to Bayern after that, I think. So yeah, Michael Balak, Arturo Vidal, Sami Hippia, Stefan Kijing, Simon Holfes, Tranquilla Bernetta. So, they yeah. had an amazing Bernetta team. Was really really good player and yeah another one and then the most recent heartbreak is probably the semi-final against Roma last year yeah. I'm only saying that now we didn't finish second obviously in the Europa League we should have at least got second yeah. we should have been in that and final of course the final get annoyed would have been here. Sevilla <laughs> yeah I get getting it up. I'm gonna and the final would have been against, against Sevilla who of course have serious European pedigree but they were having a pretty poor season until I mean <sighs> second yeah. half of the season they got a lot better they always do yeah they got their second win I think they would have a much I think Bayer Leverkusen would have been a lot more positive against them than Roma were. I, oh like yeah, Xabi Alonso's Bayer Leverkusen compared to Jose's Roma. Like in a final would have been a lot different. Um, Man, that game against Roma. So yeah, we lost so one nil in Roma and then the second leg in, back in Leverkusen. The figures on that, I wish I had them here, but like the figures of they the ball z- possession. Zero shots. Zero shots, I think, on target and one shot overall, I think, in the yeah, entire one game. one shot, yeah. That's crazy. I man. remember Tammy Abraham hitting one shot in the whole game. Like I remember having a pop at it. It was I the most like awful game of football. Game, Leverkusen really were lacking the number nine. There, yeah, well, injury to Patrick Schick. Yeah. You know, and no Boniface as we have now. You know, yeah. there was just... Asmund wasn't really cutting it. It felt like one step too far. Yeah. But it's... Yeah. Any other team in the world, I think we would have fancied our chances. <laughs> but Jose Mourinho, as we know, he's an expert in this kind of thing. Yeah, when he's your manager, you love him for it. When you're against him, there's nothing more frustrating on no, the earth than losing to Jose pain. Park in the bus. So, yeah, Leverkusen have this great romance of finishing second. Yes. And we do know it's been 30 years since the last trophy. They've had so many second places, so many nearlies. Maybe this is the year. I hope it is. We'll touch wood on that one because yes. you have to say that very quietly around these parts. But I think the romance of it in general is yeah. it's what attracted me to the club anyway. Certainly the 2002 team. I will... The unofficial name the British press give them were Bayer Neverkusen. Ah. They never win. That is obviously unfair. Horrible. But if you want to find, go typical, Google that typical team typical British press. and see the football they played, man. That yeah, team like, had so many good players. You know, had the, and the so Brazilians. many players that then, of course. And who knows if they won? And might have stayed at Leverkusen. What could have changed? Well, sure. Like, like Lucio, Juan, Zerbardo, Emerson, Balak, they all went to Bayern Munich. Yeah. 
Like those are the core of the team. Yeah. And if they had stayed a few years longer, Dimitar Berbatov was young, knocking about in that time as well. It's crazy. A couple more years so out of them. If they won one of those trophies, even they could have held on. That could have been a dynasty building up. But yeah, yeah. What Let's could have been? Should have, would have, could have. But that's part of the romance. Yes, I think in the next part we'll dive into some of those players probably. Oh yeah. And of course, um, yeah, a bit about what this season could bring. Um, yeah. but I think firstly we're going to talk about the fans yeah um, but we'll take a short break quickly. yes so um, of course as we mentioned before it's now time to go into the Bayer Leverkusen fans um, I think I already mentioned earlier but when I was younger I always assumed that they were one of the biggest clubs in the sense of like success and quality of football yeah. they were playing and of course like I said they are very well supported but yeah. like I said they are quite unique the fan base yeah um, it's a it's a strange thing yeah. it's strange to people who aren't from there people in Germany especially this region know very well what the score is with Leverkusen and what it is as a town and what the history mm-hmm. is behind the place but us we don't get this again we see such a successful team and think oh they're just like the other teams and they're not yeah um, one of the most important or I think the two most important things to remember about the Leverkusen support is one Leverkusen is a small town it's 160,000 people it's sort of situated just north of Cologne south of Dusseldorf um and it was mainly built to house I mean, factory just, workers. In comparison, like Leverkusen, I think in most people's eyes are assumed as one a big club who've had very close to success in the last twenty years, yeah. one hundred sixty thousand. Whereas Cologne have been flirting with relegation many years. Yeah. relegated. Cologne's a city of over a million people. Yeah, just exactly. Yeah, sort of, and they're bang yeah. beside each other. Yeah, like they're bang beside each other, yeah. and they have a fierce rivalry. So no one from Cologne's going to Leverkusen to watch a game except us. <laughs> uh, we're the only two that go up. I get that all the time. By the way, do you get that when you come to Cologne and you say you support Leverkusen? The reactions I get here, man. Really? Yeah. Because oh, yeah, I wear the shirt everywhere. I don't care. And I get people that's going, but you're Irish like, and you support. I, I, I get football rivalry, but when it becomes like just. That's very abusive. It's just, uh, I don't There's it. a line to it, yeah. A bit uh, of light-hearted, yeah. yeah I was like in Hamburg for the game. Banter, but I went to the game in Hamburg last week, and a couple. I was chatting to a few older lads in German, and then they're like, "Oh, you've got an accent. Where are you from?" Aaron's like, "Why is nice guy supporting Leverkusen?" But they're really nice. But they're like, "How do you even come across?" And yeah. I was like, "Well, tune into the England B team podcast in three weeks, lads, and you'll, <laughs> you'll find out." But yeah, so it's a small town. It was yep. built to house factors from uh, workers from the buyer factory, which it's, is an important thing. So really quickly, I want to get through this, but I think it's so important to the club. Bayer, not to be confused with Bayern. Mm-hmm. Bayern is the German word for Bavaria. Bayer is a company, and if you want to know what kind of company they are, well, you can see on my jersey they make aspirin. If you're in the UK, turn over anything in your bathroom, go into your bathroom cupboard, look at the Lots back of it, it'll probably say buyer on it. Lots so, Rennies, all that kind of stuff. Yes. You find it, it'll be on the back. Huge. Now, contrary to popular belief, they are not like RB Leipzig. What does the RB stand for? Rasenball Sport. Rasenball Sport. <laughs> not allowed to put the name of a company in your team in German football. Yes. We're exempt from that. So Bayern Everglades, they have the name. of the heritage of the club. Exactly. So the club was founded as a factory club. You worked in the factory, you did sport, you came over. Founded in 1904. Not unlike half the teams in Northern England <laughs> back in the day who were founded as factory clubs. Like a lot yeah. of them were founded. What was United's old name? What do you call Newton Heath? Yeah. That was a factory, wasn't it, as well, when they wore the green and gold? Yeah, so like I said, just the name so, changed, but they've had the same sort of origins. Yeah. Like it's not... And um, I was going to say, Dortmund? Were Dortmund a factory club? Oh, good question. Dortmund, well, it's the heavily yeah, do- industrial region. The brewery, but I'm not sure if they're a factory club. But yeah, like, it's not uncommon. No, it's not. It's just uncommon for a team to have the name of the sponsor in the yeah 
Of the, yeah, but name. Leverkusen have a very close attachment to that because in the town, it's mainly the Bayer factory. Yeah. Obviously, there's lots of things in it, but the Bayer factory is enormous. Yeah. And a lot of the town was built to house workers there, so they all had some kind of connection to the club. Small town as well. So you've got the small industrial town in the middle of the most densely populated region in all of Germany. So that's why within an hour's train of here, who have you got? Like FC Cologne, Fortuna Dusseldorf, Gladbach, Schalke, Dortmund, yeah. Bochum. Yeah. There's so many teams in the first and second divisions it's here that are an hour away. Yeah. Big cities, like it's a heavily populated region, and they're all very territorial. You know what Germans are like yes. with their football? They don't support teams from other areas. So it wouldn't make that's why Leverkusen has quite this small, unique support. The Bayern is only thirty thousand people. Yeah. Um, I was also saying I kind of took for granted, like not for granted, but like you kind of expect the like, like they have a huge stadium, but it looks huge. Yeah. Even when you go there you're yeah. like, oh this looks bigger. This is the way it's set out. Perfect design stadium um, before. Um, one thing I did, um so like I said, with the Bayern one thing is you can tell it's a very like it's got the family aspect to it. Yeah. But of course, there's also the the fierce like support. Oh, yeah. It's very tight knit. And actually, do you know um, Bayer Leverkusen were the first German club to have ultras? I did know this. I don't know much about it. No. I read that somewhere, I read and I want to dig a bit well. more in that. Yeah. Because um, the ultra calls, I don't even know how you officially like what officially classes an ultra yeah, as well. Like an ultra group, I'm not sure. And that's another thing that's kind of cool about Leverkusen is you're not going to find a lot of their history in English language yeah. on the internet. Actually, that's one thing I actually wanted to, to add. I made a note of it actually. So anyone who wants to learn more about Bayer Leverkusen, I actually bought a book for Christmas. Ooh, okay. It's called Bayer 04 Leverkusen, an introduction by John Alder. Cool. Really. I think he showed me the cover of this yeah. actually. It's quite like a... I also say cheap put together book, but it's like a very, it's like a um, softback, as we yeah. say. Not a hard copy, and it's like kind of like small a small publisher almost. Yeah, but it's really interesting. I haven't looked into it like completely, but it's really good. That's stuff. good. The whole history of Leverkusen. It's all in English, so cool. There's not um, many resources in English on no, Leverkusen. So, and that's a good one. And I, I really wanted a book about it. Le- it's the only one I could find. There's not many. I've got a couple of great ones in German. Yeah, I'm struggling a wee bit with the German in yeah. it, but I'm getting there. But again, not a lot of this is documented. So no. Leverkusen, it's just a even though it's a Wikipedia bubble. page is also very small. It is, yeah. it is, and it's really small. It's again so weird to us as people watching them on TV growing up, and you go, "This is such a massive, well-known club." Yeah, and there's so much about it that's kind of kept in the bubble, and I like that. Yeah, I wanted to stay in that way. It is its own little place. It's it's hard to believe when you go to Leverkusen for a match and you see the town that you're only a couple of minutes away from two major cities yeah. and you're bang in the middle you don't feel like you're in that you're in this own yes. little world it's own it's little crazy. culture they're very proud of it they're very protective of it and it's and the football plays a central role in that obviously they yeah. do have the Bayer Sports Club the football team are part of it someone once told me the football team is the least successful member of the Bayer Sports there's the Leverkusen Giants who were like German champions like seven years in a row or something basketball? ridiculous basketball yeah okay. um, they have a handball team athletics all that kind of stuff which just, I find very the interesting. Football team, letting down, football letting team down. apparently the ones letting the side down, yeah. But like um, I said, like a very intense support, very passionate. Yeah. Um, Which is great. And yeah. as you said, yeah, sorry then, the different sects of the stadium, the Nord Curve, the north side of the stadium is for the Ultras. Yeah, it, really amazing. They, they are, it's incredible, yeah. the atmosphere, but it, they're very select, not selective, but they're very wary of who gets into it. Yeah. You have to prove your loyalty to the club. They don't want tourists coming into that kind of area. And that's what's nice about going to the Bay Arena is there is an area for everybody. Yeah. If you're a hardcore fan, you go in with the hardcore fans, you make the noise, yeah, you generate sure the atmosphere. I'm ready for that, yeah. I went to a couple of away games. I'm telling you, it is fierce. Yeah. <laughs> Man, imagine. those lads are... Oh, like, I've been to some pretty pretty good atmospheres now. I've followed Northern Ireland about yeah. I've been to, you know, but Scottish old firm. Especially a lot of 
German clubs are very fierce away oh, like, you wouldn't get that in the Premier League no, the way they behave it's so it's, different like it's the, hardcore man it's yeah. great fun yeah um, but it, their, their away support is a different beast <laughs> and they're, they're brought like I I'd went like to that to game Tony at Ottenson I went to so like this third division club in the first round of the cup I think they're low I think they're fifth division isn't they it? might be yeah yeah like uh, super low original league yeah well, also if you want a cool read I'm not like talk about it in this podcast but if you want to read something go read how you qualify for the German Cup because it's not like the FA Cup there's 64 teams in it there's an incredibly intricate web of how you get into it there's one of the 64 teams yeah I, I need to look into this as well well Teutonia Ottensen got into it, it. I, into it. I think it's like all the Bundesliga teams Bundesliga Tech Second Division half of the Third Division and then different regional winners of different cups get given places uh, and then the bigger okay. regions get extra allocations which they will decide as football associations who they give them to interesting and then the smaller team when they're seeded always plays at home Okay. So Leverkusen went the way to Toy Tony Ottensen. It was in the St. Pauli Stadium because Ottensen Stadium was too small. There was like maybe a thousand Ottensen fans in yeah. it. We had the away end, 3,000 packed out <laughs> like to the rafters, like a home game. And the atmosphere was electric. I've never seen anything like yeah. it. And I think as well, you know, being this year, yeah. there was so much, so much excitement about the club and yeah, so much buzz around. Oh, it's something else. So I will say the Bayer Leverkusen fans. They are unique in that sense. Yeah. They're really well clued into what their club's about. They're, it does... This is the most shocking thing about it. When you go to a game there, you will be amazed that you're watching a club that plays in the top four of the Bundesliga. Yeah. It feels like a like a small town club. I don't mean that in an insult. I mean the but familiarity of everybody thing. with I, I everyone. I think that's what the, the fans want as well. It is. It's a well-guarded secret. Yeah. They're careful about who they let in. And when you get in, it is a proper... Fa- it, feels like, it feels like going to watch football in the 70s in many ways where that, you know, the... The, the community aspect is still very much at the core yeah. you go to watch big Premier League teams these days you know, you know what it is it's, it's corporate and it's, yeah. it's sucked out the stadium's probably the least fun place yeah. to be is that positives and negatives of each there is. aspect oh, of course yeah but for what, that um, yeah oh, sorry. this is what um, yeah buyer Leverkusen fans it's want special and they love it and it works really well and it I feel like as well if you want to see real German culture you get over to that also quick note on the fans they organise a lot of stuff themselves the they have a lot of fan yeah. clubs they have the Nord Curve 12 and stuff and yeah so they'll do like subsidised travel for fans they'll do like a lot of community outreach projects A lot of, they're very active in the community one of the things I have to shout out because I was amazed when I found this is if you ever find yourself in Leverkusen there is a football route that they've designed different parts around the city where they've got like different monuments sculptures pieces of history from the football club you can do it walking or cycling around Leverkusen fully built by the fans found their own funding for it not with the football club at all that's their own thing I can't imagine like Chelsea fans being organised or any English club being organised enough to do something to that level across an entire town so again that's that's what makes them special so the fans is one big thing I'm going to give a shout out to I'm in the UK fan club um, which I adore and if there's anyone in the UK you're curious curious about going to Bayern Leverkusen I suggest trying to get to a match reading a bit about them find out more get to a game maybe get in contact with them if you start to enjoy the club or if you are a fan already in the UK get in touch with the UK fan club because they are superb there we go I feel like I'm advertising for them now I'm I'm not I'm just a big fan man um, by the way, I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm just pointing this out. Okay. This is a Mio Mio Cola. Zero. Fancy cola. It is very, very fancy nice. cola. I'm just I'm on a sugar high here, man. Bayer Leverkusen and caffeine has got me going. You're you're on one today. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Let's do our next section quickly. Yes. We want to talk about the cult players. Cult players. These lads that you love. So you kind of mentioned it is like Bayer Leverkusen have a very strong history of very technical, skilled mm. players that are just somehow the clubs always seem to find. That's one of the they things I noticed is that, of course, 
the club's very they have their academy players like most famously in the last recent years I guess yeah. Havertz and Verts um, local boys within, yeah. the re- yeah, within the region but they? Um, also when they buy players externally they're always so players. good and like they get them so cheap yeah. and stuff, which are one kind of disappointing things a lot of course happens a lot in the Bundesliga especially now with the buying power of the Premier League but they always buy such good players for cheap and sell them for more which of course is good for the club yeah. keep the club stable financially but just imagine what could happen if they, if they had players. yeah yeah, oh, so- if Bayer Leverkusen could have held on, if you if they could hold on to their best players for even the last ten years, they'd have one of the best squads in Europe. Yeah. So what sort of players throughout the history of Leverkusen are you most fun? Well, it's that it's that again. You said it. The technical thing. Yeah. The, they're stylish. They're cool. They're good to watch players, and that seems to be a big part. One of my favorite players as a young kid was definitely Javi Hernandez. Chicharito. Yeah, Man, yeah. I was mad for him. And I didn't like United players very often, but Chicharito just, I loved him. Yeah. And he went to Leverkusen. He was great there. Yeah. And he's that he's player. He's diminutive. He's clever. The, the, the yeah, P. the little P. The wee P, man. He was so good. And then one of my absolute favourites is Berbatov. Yeah. He's just Watching videos of Berbatov just trapping the ball. I actually remember too much about him at Leverkusen. It was early days. He's actually yeah. the third record Before goal scorer. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's a hero, right? That's oh yeah, right. like he left at a young age, but yeah, as I said, it's Ulf Kirsten first, uh, Kiesling second, then Berbatov. Berber. Considering he left there like his mid twenties, yeah, latest, right. that's a big achievement. And then smashed it at Tottenham and United. Man, I could watch videos. Probably the most technically skilled oh, player. Like I've one of the best I've seen. Like, that the first touch is just reminds me a little bit again of Kai Havertz. Yeah, that's what high Kai Havertz. Could you, can, have been, you can put on that vein. Will be. Like sometimes yeah, you see something like there's one how about one of the players I didn't want to go into detail about we've done that lots of times. Yeah. But like one of my favourite players in recent years, of course, with Chelsea and Leverkusen. But like yeah, he had a bit of like a Berbatov esque style of play, but just almost looked lazy. Didn't have the consistency that's the thing, like it's not lazy and he, it's they, not, he it's... works super hard just without the consistency. I know, like, it was such a shame. I, I really want it's, I'm caught in two minds he's still young I don't, I don't want Arsenal to do well but I want him to do well yeah I totally agree also apart from my ego because I've been bigging him up for years you now. have yeah so have I to be fair yeah. I love him man he scored the Champions League final goal for us as well yeah. so um, and he was loved at Leverkusen they were mad for him I think he was their youngest player ever until I think Florian Verts broke that yeah so I think I, I, I have to broke a load of his records I think yeah but and again but you can see the link between you can pull on that thread and see the the connection between a player like Florian Verts and Kai Havertz yeah. Similar kind of technical players going right up to now. They still have that mould of player. Yep. I don't know how much of that is deliberate or how much of it's club culture or training, but no matter who the manager is for the last at least 30 years, that's always happened. It always works. You've had these great technical, small, works. clever, attacking players. And then great history of Brazilians. The yep. most represented nationality in, after German at the club is Brazilian. Really cool. Loads of them. Roberto. Lucio, Juan, oh, Emerson, the other Jorginho, not the one that plays for okay. Arsenal. Pa- uh, Paolo Sergio, uh, Wendell, our tour is a new one now. Yeah. Um, I think there's 16 of them or 15. Oh, I'm going to forget some important one. Tita, not the one that coached uh, Brazil, the other one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, there's plenty. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so like, have you got the same kind of players? Did you, or what kind of players yeah, so come I to mind when you think of a. So I had, of course, Balak Havertz, Berbatov, Augusto, I mentioned him already. Yeah. Tony Cruz, he was. He was there, yeah. And there was some kind of saga about him going. Was it not? He went to Munich because they were trying to replace Chabi Alonso. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that was signed that time. Like, there was some kind of connection with that. I think. 
which what, will now come poetically back. Tony Cruz, a wonderful yeah. player. Son, um, young man, Son. Yeah, Leon Bailey. Oh course. man, that was Leverkusen. Right, he was yeah. so good. Do you know? And also, do you know, World Cup winner Christoph Kramer. He was also at Leverkusen. True. Yeah. Was he not a coach as well? Leverkusen for a while. Now he's still playing now at Munich Gladbach, but he's on TV a lot. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. He's yeah, on TV. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, one player who I really unbelievable technique. I can't remember what if he was at Leverkusen before or after Hamburg. But it was Chalanoglu. Oh player. yeah, that was a couple. Well, no, good few years ago. Like his technique was incredible at free kicks like he scored some mad goals he scored man. that crazy like knuckleball free kick yeah, yeah. Dortmund. I, don't, I think it was for Hamburg that wasn't for Leverkusen but yeah. incredible um, that's a good one you've got a good one there one striker I really remember who actually did play for Cologne as well so I hope it's okay to mention but Patrick Helms yeah I really remember him from that's FIFA that's a good one yeah he was like, good in FIFA there's really a few FIFA. players who were good in FIFA actually I also one thing on the Leverkusen topic is I used to love using them on FIFA Le- that was and something manager. I forgot to say as well yeah. I loved getting them on FIFA I think we could definitely do an episode on like football games football yeah. manager FIFA like and stuff they're a lot but, of fun on FIFA too but, um, sorry football manager too yeah yeah, but um, that's a good shout yeah, actually Patrick Helms I remember him really well really Bert good Leno record. yeah Leno. shout out for Bert Leno when that's he was crazy. at Leverkusen they loved him there yeah like you know what he's at Fulham now isn't he um, is that and she, I saw loads of uh, Leverkusen fans on Twitter today were trying to say like why is he not in the German team for the recent call up yeah man like, I, I'm a man I was always love for him. big fan of Bernd Leno he was yeah. good, great tradition of goalkeepers as well yeah. to much to an extent really obviously well. Lucas Tradecki there now they've just signed that young fella from United Kova yeah who yeah. has the have you seen his accent when he speaks no because he's from is he Czech Republic I think he's Czech. Yeah, but he rings a bell. Um, but he speaks with like a half Czech, half thick Mancunian accent. Nice. It's gorgeous, man. He's Very a really cool nice. guy by the looks of it. But yeah, so this this tradition of these technical, stylish, comfortable yeah. on the ball players, they've always had it. Every year, if I go back to the early 2000s, yeah. you're talking the likes of Berbatov and Emerson and Zeroberto and even Balak doing stem as a very stylish yeah. player in his own right um, Bernd Schneider you know another great one yeah. Carson Hamanov and then you go up to the mid 2000s and then you have Son and Cruz and then even the team I think I most remember would be the Havertz Julian yeah. Brandt Kevin Folland that was the team I yeah, really, really got to watch and Guise like, as well Guise was one of my favourites yeah. so oh the way he ended his career he was it's so many bad luck with injuries man yeah bless but him because he was a baller man um, crazy. and so it's going on players. now you've seen the, the, the thread continue Chabi Alonso seems to be the perfect coach in many yeah. ways for that this season I think we're going to go into that next aren't we but well shall we just get on to it yeah. what's your so, expectations oh man now, I'm quite new to Leverkusen in this yeah. set I think I've been so supporting you're also very optimistic of course in the previous episode <laughs> you could get Chelsea to win the league okay I think I messed up on that do one you wanna say the, <laughs> do you want to say the same for Leverkusen well, I don't know if I want to say that and then I'll end up cursing them so <laughs> I have to be very careful because I've obviously cursed Chelsea but I think I, I, I think one place like to start with is just talking about Xabi Alonso yeah what a manager like, he's turned it round man yeah he's turned it round like, considering what where they were when he came in struggling at the bottom of the yeah. league already out of the cup in the first he round kind of, he also kind of came from not much experience like he was at Real Sociedad B team yeah. he, he was, was heavily linked with Gladbach you remember Gladbach didn't, didn't happen in the end didn't materialise thank um, god yeah. what a job he's done again I think we mentioned it right, in one of our previous episodes again that he's from that part of Basque yeah, country where there's Lopetegui's Alonso, there. Lopetegui Arteta Emery and Iriola the new Bournemouth manager like it's just his 
Yeah. Or Lopatigi as well. We should probably mention from our last our yeah. predictions. We made that prediction episode. It went out live, and then the next day you got stacked. I said it'd be gone by Christmas. So yeah. Right well, you were right, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. At um, least our episode got out before we got sacked. I think no, it was out for like an hour, and no, then the news hit up, and you're like, "Oh, they must have watched our episode." Um, then. But yeah, I'm really excited to see what Shevard Lonzo could do with his oh, team man. this season. Um, I just pray he stays, man. I just yeah. Oh, he's he's so especially, good, but I think he seems very invested in this project. Ancelotti leaving Madrid at the end of the season well next I think with it as a Leverkusen fan you do take things year at a yeah. year you just can't look too far in the future that's always been the way yeah. so if he stays at the end of the season we'll see what happens Klopp and Liverpool as well so he's looking at his older clubs like Liverpool Madrid like. well you have to ask if like Real Madrid come knocking can you resist the call Yeah, you know if you're Chabi Alonso but he does seem incredibly dedicated to the project he's got yeah, now and it is a project job. like I've never I, a big shout out as well to Simon Rolfes who's sort of yeah. in charge of the transfers or heavily involved with the transfers the of the club directors yeah like um, and they're doing like the transfers this year yeah. I am so, so obviously forward to seeing play this season there's a few but the one that's most surprised me is Boniface yeah. Victor Boniface so he's, I saw him play for Union Saint-Gilles when we played them in the Europa League and all the Leverkusen fans are like, we've got to sign this guy. He looks great. Now, he came in relatively cheap. I think it was 22 million. Yeah, and this, this market is... And he's already cheap. banged in a few goals. So at the time of this recording, we're two, game in, two games into the Bundesliga. Yes. Um, we'll be three in by the time this comes out. Yes, and then tomorrow will be the Europa League draw, which should True. be tomorrow so, from when we're recording. Yeah, so Boniface um, has already scored a handful of goals for yes. Leverkusen. He's came in, obviously not meant to be the number. Well, he probably will, but not the starting number nine. I think they would envisage when Patrick Schick gets yeah. back from his long-term injury. But, but the way he's playing now, so Boniface, Granit Xhaka, so confident as well. Oh, man. really confident. He just looks. He was born. Yeah. Remember we saw him against West Ham. He scored twice. He could have scored about five. Yeah. He just kept going, yeah. turning around the goalkeepers, jumping over things, <laughs> man. But I was, I do you not say Xhaka like? Um, Xhaka. So of good. course, Arsenal wasn't the biggest fan of him for many. He uh, plays for Arsenal. Didn't, exactly, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but he's especially for the job he did. He wants to do for Bayer Leverkusen. He'll be such a good signing. Um, Grimaldo as well. Grimaldo looks yeah, the bizzle, really man. good. Looks the bizzle transfer. And again, that's like we talked about this. And I think a lot of football fans say this is if you're going to seriously launch a title challenge, you need to make sure you have two players for every position. Yep. Essentially, now it's looking like that. You know, yeah. they've brought in a couple. They brought in uh, Teller from Southampton to cover uh, in the wine positions as, so well. as well. So they've got that. They've got two strikers in the midfield. You've got Andrich Palacios and Xhaka in centre half night you've got the new guy um, on loan from Bayern Munich Stamisic Stamisic yeah. sorry you've also he got he play right back as well yeah and you've really got nice. Ta Tapsoba Costno Hincapié who I like, read so highly is on Fos- the right Fos- wing Fos- back Fosu Mensa still there yeah yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, on right wing back yeah you've got Fosu Mensa Frimpong and Artur and yeah. then on left wing back you've got Grimaldo and I someone else I think played left, left wing back yeah he can yeah, yeah he can Puertas uh, came in as well it's just been a great summer for them and now I think the transfer deadline is tomorrow night 11 o'clock yes so we can say for sure that the transfer business is done but there's been a couple of rumours about what's going to happen next yeah. but they've strengthened in every position like it's really good so unless like there's a goalkeeper earlier as well so. an extra goalkeeper in there we've moved a couple of goalkeepers on but obviously our, goal, our starting choice goalkeepers yeah. Lucas Radetzky club captain I guess the only negative of the summer was losing DRB one of them was going to go I think we yeah. always knew but and Jonas Vers- Hoffman was oh, Hoffman of course such a good sign to replace the Abbey staying is Florian Verts well. Florian Verts this year I think genuine contender for one of the best players in Europe if Leverkusen can come on and do something big it's going to rely a lot on Verts because yeah. he is such a special talent I would say looking at him now he looks better to me than Havertz did at the same age I think we're looking something a little bit more special than that 
It's yeah. a really big team. The squad depth is there. It's a big call, Exciting football. Scoring goals already. Two tough, tough games already. Leipzig and Gladbach away is yeah. not an easy game. Not at all. Kind of walked it in the end, to be totally honest. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to touch wood in this. So, predictions. I'm not going to... I'm going to touch wood a hundred times. I'm going to say I'm positive. Okay. I'm not going to predict you, anything. I think my... I think your predictions will be a bit more I'm too afraid. than mine, but I'm gonna go third place. Pokal winner. We take that. And we take that. I can't predict Europa League. Depends on the draw and stuff. But I'd say minimum. It's gotta be semi final again. Surely. Okay. Well, I'm so not many gonna... good teams. Liverpool in Europa League this season, for example. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's, hard, it's so hard to look past Bayern in the Bundesliga. It is. I'm not going to predict anything concrete, Especially but I will say I'm predicting better than that. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I'm predict. I'm just. I'm just going to say we talked earlier about travel winners. I'm just going to say <laughs> bear that in mind. But I'm not going to say any more than that. There we go. Don't I wouldn't say anything more. Much. But I know I'm not jinxing them because I'm afraid to. But let's just say. This might be the year you should. If you're going to watch any team in German football, keep an eye on Leverkusen this year. For sure, now obviously I'm biased, but just keep. Exactly. Yeah, we're rolling. So I hope that's that feels like a passionate podcast that we've I sort think of. People are going to enjoy this ones, and we need to promote this to the Leverkusen fans. Yeah, hopefully they'll and uh, get more people accept us into their group as well. Yeah, man, I want to. Yeah, get me. I want to be the main ultra. I'm going to yeah, be at the front holding the, the flag up. Yeah, I'm going to take my shirt off and <laughs> get Leverkusen tattooed across my back, man. I love it. Hey. I'm totally in love with this club. I'm totally committed to it. This was an episode I was dying to do. And you got it. And we've done I'm it now. Happy for you, mate. So I enjoyed it as well. A lot we've had a blast. Like, this really, has been a fun episode. Really enjoying following Leverkusen, especially like I said earlier, I can't go to Chelsea games, so it's really nice to have a team that I'm really interested in. Yeah. But of course, the experience is also fantastic. So Would you say you're in love? Is it love? Chelsea's my only love. I can't. Ah, oh, spoken I like can't, a true politician. I can't. I'm polyamorous when it comes to football. <laughs> But so. um, yeah, I think I'll leave my I'll leave it at that. I think. Yeah, well, I think we should. Add? No, I think we've we've dug how deep gonna, in the label. How are you going to sign off your love letter? I, I oh, that's a great question. How do you sign off? I've never actually written a love letter. Mm. That's a lie. I'm a very romantic man. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not seeing that. You have to sign what? up to your Patreon to get that kind yeah. of content. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's sent for one day. I think. Yeah. Um, well, we'll not get how in do there. Sign off your love letter. Let's just say by Leverkusen. Forever yours. That's what you're going to say. I'm going to say, I've got your back. Oh, true romantic. <laughs> right, well, on that note, we're getting the fuck out of here. Thank you very much for tuning yes, in. Thank you very much, Don't forget guys. to get onto the social media. Social media. Give us a like on that. We're Instagram, flying at the minute. We're kind of we're kind of a big deal now. So famous. We're a bit famous now. Go oh. check out the games on there. Don't forget to comment. Okay, leave comments yeah. in the videos. Let, Let us know you watch this. how bad Gareth Football Knowledge is. Yeah, okay, I'm bad at that stuff. Okay, but <laughs> Comment on the video as well. If you watch this podcast, if you're listening to it somewhere. Also... Did you notice the, the upgrade in our in our studio I here? Hope, I, I hope the audio so, listeners yeah. have listened to it. An upgrade in the audio quality, the visual, the video watchers. We'll see. We've got two microphones now. No expense spared here on the England B Team podcast. Only the best. For Everything us. for you guys. Only the best. If we're going to talk about Leverkusen, we're going to do it right. Of course. We're getting ready. This is only on rental. We're bringing that back. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, Get out of here. Guys. Done. Yes. Right. Cheerio, guys. We will Thank see you, you soon. Thank you very much. See you soon. Ciao.